Now, the point is, you say, well, okay, and I'm saying this because there's always people that come new, or you can't have, you don't have a good memory, you can't remember what we preached last week. The whole point of the train is the tracks you run on. Trains are powerful. Trains made America. They changed our nation. Now, I don't know about you, but I like cowboy movies. Thank y'all. I love a good old yeehaw buck riding, pistol shooting cowboy, especially when they take a six shooter and shoot at you 30 or 40 times, and then when they miss you, they throw their gun at you. And you know you're watching a good cowboy movie now. You're like, you, you've lost your mind, guys. All right. But one of the things that made America great was the train. But the train, and the, and the thing that we need to remember is that we forget about all the people that laid the track. If that train does not have tracks, it ain't going anywhere. If your life doesn't have prayer, it doesn't matter what you believe, it ain't going anywhere. Your life is, is where it is because of your prayer life. It's your prayers. So I made this statement, and this is so controversial in America. God is completely unable to do anything apart from your prayer life. You say, well, he's running, he's got everything in control. No, he doesn't. If he does, America is in a mess and God's causing it and he isn't causing it. What's happened is a lack of prayer over this nation. The lack of prayer is why circumstances. But we are changing that. Say we. We're going to change that. Okay. God's invited you. He said, I want to be in your life. Now, let me tell you, to the degree you're praying and learn how to pray. So today, we're going to do a different kind of prayer. We're going to talk about praying in the harvest. We're going to talk about praying in your family members, your in-laws, your outlaws, and your loved ones and your unloved ones because you don't want anybody to go to hell. You do not. You don't want to go and you don't want anybody to go. And God doesn't want anybody to go, and he paid a high price to get them saved, and he's relying on his church. 80%, if not more, than people on the earth are not born again. 80, probably 90, but I'm going to say conservative about 80%. That's not good. About 80% of the church is not in fellowship with God, about 80%. That's, that's too high. That's way too high. We've got a job to do, and we're going to start praying about that. Amen? People are important. So today, I'm going to preach a sermon on, on the harvest, but before I do, let's talk about what time we're in. And I think it's time for us preachers and ministers to start talking about this. We're in the month of September. Do you even know what that means? This is the beginning of the Jewish New Year. The, everything God does, he does it on his calendar because he's Jewish. He is not an American. And if your Bible is new American standard, get the old one. Never mind. I'm just, all right. The September the 25th will be the very end of a 50-year Jewish cycle. That means something's going to change. Good or bad, that depends on you. But in the world, it will get worse. I'm not here to scare you. I'm just going to tell you. When 2019 hit, I stood right here in this pulpit, and the Lord said, 
in September, I said, everything will change. God said, everything will change now. And COVID hit, and it did. We never thought in our life we would ever walk into an American grocery store and see the shelves empty. You ain't seen anything yet. Your faith better be on God. Okay. So we're in a Shemitah year. That means that at the end of seven times 70 years is 49. And then there's a one-year period called a Shemitah year, and that ends September the 25th. That means that we're entering another cycle of 50, or are we? There are seven years of Jewish time left. They begin September 25th. Where are we? Close. Real close. Why am I saying this? Because your focus must change. All right. Now, let's, let's, the Bible talks about birth pains. We are in the last day birth pains. We're headed toward the great tribulation now. We're not in it, but we're in the birth pains. Mama is now walking around and going, whoa. That means that vacation don't mean squat. That means that everything don't mean anything. That means a baby's coming. Listen to me carefully. Jesus is coming very, very soon. Now, many of you will say, I'm ready. Good. Some of you are not. What about your kids? What about your family? What about your grandkids? Oh, they're all saved. They're all out smoking dope, drinking beer, and chasing wild women. You might want to need to pray. Thank you. So we're going to talk about the harvest because right now the church must change focus. Now, do you remember in the Bible the story of Lot and his wife? You know, the angels had to drag them out of the city because we don't change easy. We just, we wanted to everything, we, tomorrow we want it to be the same, next year we want it to be the same, and it's not going to be. So God is going to have to wake up people. That means that if you're not going to change until you're uncomfortable, then God's liable to just make you uncomfortable. You see, if your faith is not in him, your faith is in something. And he's going to rattle everything that he can rattle. And you're going to go, ah, help me, Jesus. And he will. Thank you for y'all's enthusiasm. We're going to talk about the harvest now because that seems to be important Is it not? Say, yeah, it is. All right. Start with John. Go to John. Now, the first service was a hair quiet, and I bragged on you and said the second one will not be. So you can holler and shout and jump and run if you want to. It doesn't bother me, and it doesn't bother God. He's not nervous. All right. Well, we're going to study the story right now. We're going to get into the Jesus talking to the woman at the well, and I'm going to read this, and as we do, we're going to dig a whole lot out of this story and see how it applies to you and I today. Amen. 
So in John 4, starting with verse 6, Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey and, and sat down by the well, it's the sixth hour, that's noon. A woman of Samaria came to drink water, and Jesus said to her, give me a drink. Let's stop right there and talk about what is happening. Number one, she's alone. Women don't go to the well alone. They don't go at noon, and they don't go alone. Now, I'm going to prove it to you. The next time you go to a restaurant and your wife gets up and says, I'm going to the bathroom, she will ask every woman at the table if they'd like to go the, the winky-tinky with her. <laughs> I'm going to the bathroom. Would you like to go? Yes. And they all get up and they all go to the bathroom together. I don't know why in the world they all have to go to the bathroom at the same time. Amen, <laughs> but you have never in your life ever heard me go, Zach, I'm going to the bathroom. Would you like to get up and go to the bathroom with me? Yeah, Zach, let's go. <laughs> so we're reading this story, and this woman has come to the well alone. That means that something's wrong. We're going to find out in a minute that she's an outcast. The women in the city will not hang with her anymore. She is no longer welcome with all of her friends. She's lost them all. Now, one of the things we're going to learn here in this story is that Jesus is interested in her. He's interested in you. He's at your well right now, and he's interested in you. Give me a drink. I want something to drink. Now, he's asking her for water. So I'm going to ask you a question. What is the most valued commodity on this planet? It's water. Now, you and I cannot live a day. Now, I don't know about you, but I've been out in the yard before and working. I don't care how much I got to do. I'm not going to go without water. I'm going to go in the house, I'm going to get some ice, I'm going to put it in a cup, and I'm going to sit down and have a drink. Okay, how busy I am, I don't care what I have to do, I'm not going to live on this earth without water. And so you understand that everywhere I go when I go hunting, I have a water bottle. I mean, I'm not going anywhere, I'm not doing anything. I got a camp right there, I got water on it. I always got water. I got water everywhere I go. You go to the restaurant, I want, what do you want? What would you like that water? Because your body is not designed to live without it. It is the most important commodity you have. Next is food. After that would be your pickup truck or your, or your jewelry or whatever else you think is important. Your house, your job, your business, your work. Something else. But nothing trumps when you're thirsty. Okay, so, so that's, that's a big deal. So he turns to her and says, I would like a drink. And the disciples went away to the city to buy food. And the woman of Samaria said, how is it you're a Jew and ask a drink of me, a Samaritan woman, for Jews have no dealing with Samaritans. She, she didn't give him any water. Now, don't you stop and think about this. It's a big deal. He says, I'd like a glass of water. She goes, why are you talking to me? Why are you? Men don't talk to women. Not in, not in Jewish culture, they didn't. You remember the story of Jesus being left at the temple when he was a boy and they didn't know that they got home that he was missing? Do you know why? 
because all the men traveled in a caravan and all the women traveled. See, see, listen, the Jews did not have Hallmark. They didn't know they were supposed to be romantic. There was no romance in the marriage. Mom and dad found a bride for you and found a lady. You got married, you had kids, bang, look at it, look at Come here, woman, make some babies. Amen. Maybe some of y'all's your parents should have picked them. <laughs> I've wanted to tell some of my kids, uh, not that one. Did it do any good? Nope, didn't do better good. But anyway, there is a God, and he'll take care of us. So, so here, here, here's this woman. She's at the well. He's asked her for a drink of water, and he goes, she goes, why are you asking me for water? First of all, men don't talk to women, and, 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 and Jews don't talk to Samaritans. See, listen, racism didn't begin in America. Racism started in the garden. It's been in the earth since man fell. There's always been somebody that didn't like somebody. And the men all had this attitude they were better than women, and women were just a little above cattle. And so the, the Jews were better than the Samaritans, and the, better, and the Samaritans, we don't like them people down there. They don't worship like we do. Well, don't, don't think you don't do it. Don't think you don't do it because we know all about those Catholics. And we don't do that smoke and lights, and we don't do all of that funky stuff where you take all that, that smoke and, and, and we go, we, don't, we, don't, we, we ain't Catholic. And we ain't Baptist because we talk in tongues. Shandai, Shandai, tie my bow tie. We ain't Baptist. So listen to me. This is still going on today. This ain't anything new. We aren't of those Samaritans. And we're not Iraq or we're not Iran. And by God, we're not Democrats either. See, we, <laughs> you, may not, you may not agree with me, but, but we, got our, we, we got our group. And she's looking at him and going, you ain't in my group. Well, that's why the, all your friends ain't with you either, lady. Somebody's talking to you, and you don't, and you're, and you're freaking out. All right, we're going to get into that in a minute because she's probably not really a normal person, and she's got issues. We're seeing that right now. Still hadn't given him anything to drink. Hadn't doesn't care whether he has anything to drink or not. Just wants to know why in the world he's talking to me. Well, she don't have any friends anyway. Let him talk to you. Okay. He said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is talking to you, you'd have asked me, and I'd have given you some living water. And the woman said, sir, you ain't even got a bucket. And the well is deep. Where are you going to get that living water from? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank of him himself and his sons and his livestock? And he said, whoever drinks this water will thirst again. Now, now, now let's go down this road. Let's go down this road a minute. Everything on this planet, well, listen, there, you've never had a drink of water that you don't need another drink of water. You've never had a, a meal. No matter how you cooked it, no matter how great it was, no matter how good the restaurant was, that in four hours, you're needing another one. You have never bought a car. That you didn't need another one. You've never bought jewelry. You didn't need a little more. You have never been to a movie. You didn't need another one. Everything on this planet, there is nothing on the earth that will satisfy you. 
anything. Well, I'm going on vacation this week. You know what you're going to do on your vacation? Plan your next vacation. No matter how many friends you have, you wished you had more. No matter how much money you have, you wished you had more. Let me tell you something. I've been over to the Bahamas, and I have preached where the millionaires come in with their lot, their yachts. Do you know what they're drinking? Martinis. Do you know why? They're thirsty. Nothing they have ever done has ever satisfied their soul. Nothing on this earth, nothing here will satisfy you. Does that mean we don't have yachts? You have two or three. Go pick up some people and take them to church. The gospel according to C.S. Lewis. Are you ready? I'm going to preach it anyway. Say amen. Human history is long, terrible story of a man trying to find something other than God to make him happy. You have a God-sized hole in your soul, and there's only one thing that will make you happy, and that's God. I'm going to go over there and preach. I find in myself... Desires which nothing in the world can satisfy. The only logical explanation is I must be made for another world. Yes. When we all get to heaven. I can't wait till Lisa gets there. She'll be happy. Right now, where is she? Where is she? She's sitting over there. Lisa has this thing with color. And I don't know, I think she gets it from God. And she'll come in there and say, that green is not the right green. It's green. Now, that's not the green I wanted them to make. And I pull the thing out and I go, it looks like the green. She said, but it isn't. Take it back down and put one more squirt of yellow in it. I'm like, oh, lady. So I tease her. I think she. Ha- I think it's a God thing in her. I think God knows green from green and yellow from yellow. But men, green is green, yellow is yellow. If it's, you know, I can prove it to you. When man makes an army, everything's one color. Green. If a woman had the army, good God, you imagine what the Jeeps would look like. When a woman says she wants to fix up the house, hand her the checkbook and leave her alone. She's going to get as close to heaven that she can before she leaves here. And so, they, so she, has a, she has a gift, and I understand that. Where, where, where is um, where's, where's, where's a T? Where's Teresa? Is she not here? And, and when he's over there, what's his name? The tile guy. The, Jerry. Poor Jerry. When he came to put tile in our bathroom, Lisa met him. That piece goes there. I'm like, 
Just put them on the wall. She's like, it's got to flow. <laughs> it's a shower. You're supposed to get in and get all the dirt and water and goof off of you and get out of it and go about your business. Go out and work on your pickup truck and get greasy again. <laughs> but there's nothing on this side of heaven that's perfect. No matter how we try, no matter what, no matter what, nothing satisfies him completely. It just doesn't. And I think that all of us agree with that and we understand that. We were really made for a different world. Okay, let me finish reading this story now that Lisa's back in love with me again, and, and I got her. I have a wonderful wife. Y'all have no idea. I do, I do, I do. I, I have never, she looks at something, and then she puts these colors together, and I'm going, that ain't going to work. And when she's finished, I go, that's really nice. And she says, and don't you forget it, Buster. <laughs> I said, there's a God in you. Praise the name of Jesus. All right. If you knew the gift of God, verse 10, and who it says to you, give me, I would have given you living water. What's he offering her? Eternal life. Eternal life. Eternal life is more than living forever in heaven with God. Eternal life is a substance. It's a, it, it's, it, it'll, it'll fill your soul with goodness. It's joy, it's peace, it's life, it's love. And you can't get it anywhere except God. And the woman said, sir, you don't have anything to draw with. We went there, are you greater? And the woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I can thirst and not have to come here and draw. Well, she's going to turn right around and go back and be natural again. She's, she's stuck on here. She's stuck. And he says, go get your husband. Now, he's fixing to change subjects. Change it on the screen for me. Go get your husband. Now, what in the world does that have to do with a bucket of water? Nothing. But it has to do with her. She's got a hang-up, and we're going to fix this. I just offered you eternal life, and you're now back on buckets. Go call your husband and come here. Go to 17. And the woman said, I don't have a husband. And he said, boy, you said that right, lady. Now look at what he says to her. You've had five. Now, if you think that she's different than an American woman, she's not. Because you had four or five boyfriends before you got the husband you divorced. He ain't right what I wanted to begin with. I want to get my another one. So let's talk about her for a minute. Why? He said, lady, you have issues. That's why you're out here alone. You, you've had five husbands. Why do women have five husbands? Because she's trying to turn a relationship with a man into someone that will feed her thirsty soul. I married you and I expected you to meet all of my needs. And he's like, lady, 
you're crazy, and I'm out of here. Well, I'm going to get me another one. And she got another one. And she got another one. And she got another one. And she never found a man that could do what only God can do. God did not put your husband in the earth to become the Lord of your life. Well, you don't understand. I'm lonely. Honey, you can be married and be lonely. Matter of fact, if you were miserable before you got married, you're going to be miserable with that guy. Unless you have learned where joy comes from. Lisa has asked me for things before, and I have done my best to be the best husband in the world. But sometimes she comes to me and I say, I am not God. Go talk to your daddy about that one. Because I don't have it. You don't look to me. See, listen, 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 listen. Why do we fight? Give me what I want to make me happy. That's why you fight. That's why you fight. I want that woman to make me happy. She's not God. Come on now. Come on, y'all. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. When I married Lisa, I was full of God. I not only married her, I had something in me to give her. If she leaves, I'm not going to have a meltdown. My faith. It's not in her. I didn't marry her for what she can do for me. Thank you that she does them, but they're voluntary. It's out of love. It has to be. She loves me. She does things. There's things she doesn't know, and so therefore I have God. When I married her, she's full of God. She brought something into the marriage to give me. She's not sucking the life out of me. Now, let's get into this world you live in. The beach is not going to fill your soul when you're screwed up. Neither is Disney and neither are your friends. Well, I got to go see my friend. I got to go see that friend. I got to go see that friend. I gotta have my friend, I gotta have my friend. Well, your friends wish you knew God, because you're sucking the life out of them. Woo! I don't know whether you know it or not, but Elon Musk ain't happy until he gets to Mars. Something tells me he's never going to be happy. I don't know what he did. He ain't never going to be happy. He, until he meets Jesus, he's got a hole in his soul, and Mars ain't going to fix it. He's a billionaire, and he's miserable, and he can't even get a woman, and he lives in a garage. He's crazy. <laughs> I wish I had Elon Musk money. It wouldn't do you any more goodness doing him. Oh, boy, I'm doing a better job. than. Come on, come on, come on, guys. Come on, guys. What's he talking to her about? 
the only thing on the planet that is important. How is your relationship with God, woman? I'm trying to give you something that will fill your soul and give you joy and give you peace and give you love and give you life abundantly. You don't have to wait till you die. You can have it right now. It don't matter whether you have a man or you don't have a man or you don't have a girlfriend. If you're full of God, you're full of joy. Now go get you a husband. Don't throw nothing at me. So you listen to me. I already know I'm a little bit off the, off, off the, off the I, I know I fell off the turnip truck. I understand that. People walk out of this church and go, I've never been to a church like that in my whole life. You know why? Because I care about you. I don't give a rip whether you're my friend or not. Well, by God, you better be in heaven when I die. You better be there. I'm going to pour life into you. You better be there. If not, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> not really. I'm teasing. No, I'm, I'm teasing. You're seeking a lot of stuff that ain't doing anything. If you're not full of God, you're empty. You're just empty. You didn't know all this was in this. There's a lot going on this well. And the woman said, Oh, you're a prophet. And now she's going to talk religion. Well, you say we're supposed to worship over here, and you say we're supposed to worship over there. And then in your church, you speak in tongues, and in my church, we don't speak in tongues. And then you say you're supposed to be in Jerusalem, and the Jehovah Witnesses say that that's not the way you do it. You're supposed to knock on doors. And then, and you know, and in my church, we don't shout and holler and run and dials, jump pews. Which church is right? And Jesus said, it ain't the church, baby. It ain't your stupid religion. It's not religion. That's a man-made way to get to God. You ain't going to get to God. God's coming to get something to you. No matter in the world where you go to church. See, some of you people come to church, it's a duty. Stay home. At least you know you're backslidden. Go get drunk. And don't go to hell without having a good beer. Don't be religious in Denmark. I mean, I'm reaching real good. I, 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 and, and I got y'all for 30 more minutes. And the doors are locked, so you just hold tight. And the woman said, huh, I see that you're a prophet. Did you go to Ramah? Or did you go to Southeastern? Did you go to Southwestern? It don't matter. It don't matter. If you don't have a relationship with God, it don't matter where you go to church. Care about your title? 
He said, lady, <laughs> try to talk to you about men, try to talk to you about water. You're talking about religion. No wonder you don't have any friends. She's a mess, but he loves her. And he's going to get her straightened out because she's now met the right man. Woman, the hour's coming when you think no matter whether you're in Jerusalem, Samaria, or the United States, or where it is, or in, it don't matter. You, you, worship, you don't even know what you're talking about. The hour's coming when true worshipers worship the Father in spirit and truth because God's a spirit. And you're a spirit. And until his spirit's in your spirit, you're thirsty. And all that you're doing is to mount to a hill of beans. I'm going to say this to you real strong. If you're not in fellowship with God, you're one miserable human being. I can't wait till he shuts up and I can get out of here. I got to go get on with my day. It's going to be like last Sunday, worthless. You didn't do anything then. You didn't do anything Monday. You didn't do anything Tuesday. And nothing you've ever done has ever filled your soul. Not until you're born again, filled with the Holy Ghost. Beloved, build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keeping yourself in the love of God, singing and worshiping God. Stay full of God. You're full of God. You're satisfied. Now, go to the beach. I love God. Look at that ocean. I'd, and have some fish. I love Jesus. This is a good fish. I'm not sitting on the beach going, I'm miserable. I need another beach. I need a martini. I'm after some of y'all. I mean, I'm coming after you like a, like a hound dog on a criminal. I'm, I'm, I'm getting you. I'm going to bring you back to God. And the time we're in, you might want to think about that. I'm not done yet, and I still got 17 and a half minutes. And the woman said, well, I know Messiah's coming someday. And he goes, Ditto, darling, not coming here. Your, your answer's not coming. It's here. Everything you've ever wanted in life is right now. Now, faith God's name is I am, not I was and not I will be. I am the resurrection. I am the life. I am your joy. I am your bread. I am your husband. I am your wife. I am every. I am it. I am. You don't have to go looking nowhere. Paul and Silas in jail. Singing. You can't sing at Daytona and they're in jail singing. Something's wrong. We live in the greatest nation on the earth and we are the most miserable. People in China, 
They're happy. People in Iran are praying that the Jews will bomb the, the, the plant there and set them free. And Americans are sitting around waiting for the pastor to shut up and get out so we can go have fun. God gave you this great nation, and it has not satisfied your soul. You're looking in the wrong place. Looking for love in all the wrong places. Where's Wilson? I need a little help here. Come on, Wilson. Help me out a little bit with that. We're going to get out there and see if Wilson can line dance. And then we're going to see if he can ride that bull. If he can't ride that bull, we're gonna ride, we're, I'm going to ride here. We're gonna, I'm going to take pictures and put it on the overhead. I don't want to see him. <laughs> oh, Wilson, you're in, our, you're in the club now, baby. You get picked on. Let's go. His disciples came and said, why are you talking to a woman? Well, they ain't any better than she is. Because she's important. It may not be your culture, boys, but she's a human. And she's lost. And I'm going to help her. He's not coming to make your life worse. He's coming to make it better. And the woman left her water pot and went in the city and she started witnessing. She'd only been met him one time. What in the world are we doing? See a man that told me everything. Could this be the one? A disciple says, Rabbi, come in. He said, I have food that you don't know about. What is he talking? What? Okay, listen, 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 listen. I love steak. I love squash. I love mashed potatoes and gravy. But that's not my food. You know what, you know what my food is? Right here. I live to do this. This is my life. If you don't have a plan from God, you don't have a life. And all the food you're eating don't amount to a hill beans. Don't shout me down. He says, my food's to finish the work in you. You know, I'm writing books. I'll have them written before I die. And after I write them, I'll ask God, you want me to go home now or stay and help Lisa with the rest of the housework? She always has housework. She thinks that's going to keep me here. One day I went to the Lord and I said, I think I'm ready to come home. She came in and she goes, what are you praying about? I said, well, she said, you ain't leaving. I said, do you love me? She goes, no, I have work around here to do. <laughs> you haven't even got the back porch screened in yet. <laughs> Mosquitoes on the back porch. You got to get that in before you live. So I've been holding off so she keeps praying for me. I'm, I'm being bad, aren't I? Well, I got to be good now. I am. I am. My food is to do the will of him who sent me. F listen to me. You have one thing on this planet. You, you got a job and you need to get it done. I know you're born again. You're an ambassador. And that's why you're here. There are people that will go to hell until you get up and start doing what you're told to do, called to do. Pretty strong message, but that's why we're here. All right. This is a true stand. One sows another reaps. And it, well, let me see something. Let me see something. 
do you not say there's still four months and then comes the harvest? Wrong. It's white right now. What is there left of America? There's a harvest. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a statement to you right here, and we're going to change and go to another subject, another scripture. One day, I was praying about one of my children, and the Lord, I was not being nice to them. And he said, are you going to be okay? And they're not in heaven. I said, no, sir. He said, then straighten up. I'm going to ask you a question. What's important? Where are your kids? Eh, They're all saved. No, they're not. And what are you doing? Whatever it is, I'll guarantee you one thing. It ain't important. Go to Luke 16. Don't go quiet on me. Don't go quiet on me. This is not a quiet church. If you can't shout, cry. You shall know the truth, and the truth will make you mad. Then it will set you free. (laughs) 16. There was a certain really, 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 really rich man, verse 19, clothed in purple and fine linen, fared sumptuously every day. There was a certain beggar named Lazarus full of sores who laid at the gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, even the dogs cared more about him than that old rich man. And he was carried so that he was, the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man died and was buried and being in torment in hell, he lifted up his eyes and he cried and said, hey, Abraham, would you please go back and get my checkbook and bring it here? I'm miserable without my checkbook. Is that what he said? That is not what he said. Let's take a lesson from the rich man in hell. What's important? Dip his finger in what? What was Jesus offering the woman at the well? Eternal life. Until you are in right relationship with God, nothing Even people in hell, one request, would you please get a drop of water and put it on my tongue? Didn't ask for his chariot, didn't ask for his house, didn't ask for his diamond ring. He asked for water. Because you can't live without it. And you can't live without eternal life. God is not crimping your Sunday day. He is life. Oh, it's quiet over here now. Dip his finger in water and cool my tongue. I am tormented. What is hell? It's the absence of God. It's the absence of life. It's the absence of love. It's the absence of joy. Listen, don't wait till you die to want water because if you don't have him here, you don't have any joy here and you don't have a life. You'd think I was an evangelist. I'm doing pretty good. I'm tormented in, even in my life right now. It's hell. 
drink, baby, drink. Jesus says, come to the water and drink. Nothing to it. Let's finish. I'm running out of time. The Baptist will be there in nine minutes. But we're not Baptist. You probably figured that one out by now. He said, beside this verse 28, between us there's a great gulf that those who pass from here cannot and those who pass from there cannot. And he said, I beg you. Here's a man in hell and he has a prayer request. Send people to my family. He's more interested in the harvest than the church. Abraham, I got family members. They're coming. They're coming here. He said, they got the prophets. He goes, you know they ain't listening to nobody. He's in hell praying for the harvest. A little late to pray for the harvest. But we're not in hell. Before we walk out of here in a few minutes, we're going to pray for the harvest. You, you and I are going to start praying for our children and our, listen, listen to me, if you're not on fire for God, your kids have no one to follow. If it don't work, if you don't think it's worth anything, what makes you think they are? You're after money, they're after money. They're after pleasure because you're after pleasure. Don't shout me down. I'm, I'm actually using the Bible. I know that's bothering you, but we're using the book. See, we're not accustomed to this kind of preaching, but you better get used to it because God is calling his church back and getting us ready for the big snatch. And you and I are going to carry a whole lot of people with us when we go. Say, my family's coming in. My kids are coming in. My grandkids are coming in. My family, my my, my friends are coming in. They're not going to hell on my watch. All right, I'm going to get, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get, I got 17 more scriptures and I'm just getting started. But, you know, bring, next time bring your lunch. No, I'm teasing. No, Father Abraham, one goes from the dead, they'll repent. And he said, listen, even though someone died and went to hell and came back from the dead, that didn't change the thing. You think hearing the gospel about Jesus. Now, there's a scripture and we're going to go to, I think it's Luke 10. I think it is. Tell me, yeah, Luke 10 too. Go to Luke 10 too. We're going to change now, and I want you to start thinking about the people you know that are not born again. And I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story. We're called, the sermon is called Praying in the Harvest. Why? Because God is limited by your prayer life. My mother, a lady named Virginia Galloway, led my mother to the Lord. When my mother got born again like the woman at the well, she immediately went after her children. 
And her first one was the worst, me. Sometimes it's good to be Dennis the Menace. And she began to pray for me. I care about God. I wasn't looking for God. I'm on my way to hell. And one day I'm out in the woods and I'm deer hunting. I'm, you know, hit Georgia, everything's up and down. It's all hills, you know. And, and, I, and on the way home, I laid down in the leaves and I look up at the sky and I said, I wished I was a deer. I would run up this hill and go home. And someone spoke to me. What would you wish if you really had a wish? I said, I wished I had 10 wishes. And when I got through with my 10 wishes, I would wish I had 10 more wishes. That sounds like a woman at the well. And this voice goes, why don't you get real? God is all over me. I bowed my head. I said, I wished. I knew I was going to heaven when I die. I wasn't saved. But the Spirit of God on me was drawing me. My mother is praying for me. You think it worked? Looks like it. Wasn't long. I got in trouble with the law. They put dogs on me one night. I call it my all-night prayer meeting. <laughs> this is what it sounded like behind me. Whoa. Whoa. All I could think of was Cool Hand Luke, and I wished I had some cayenne pepper. <laughs> they ran me to the sun came up, and I prayed all night. Oh, God, help me. The next Sunday, he goes, it's Sunday. They didn't catch you. I went, oh, what do you want me to do? Go to church. Okay. He kept me out of jail. There's a difference between me and Robert. But I still love Robert. And I never forgot it. I never forgot it. Pray. The harvest is great. And the labors are few. Pray the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into his harvest. What is it you're supposed to be praying? God, send someone to talk to them. God, send someone to talk to them. And then you're going to pray a second prayer. Is anybody praying that I need to talk to? What time is it? It's time for the church to get busy. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, we're ambassadors as though God did beseech you through us. Be reconciled to God. Everywhere I have ever worked, I've led them to the Lord. I'm not there to get a paycheck. I'm there to get souls. Thank God for the paycheck. I don't know where you are. Don't worry about yesterday. 
I didn't preach this to make you feel bad. But I do, I am asking this church to start being a lot more harvest conscious. And start caring about people. We have Rosa sitting here. She came to this church. She wasn't born again. And she got born again. She's a fine woman. There's a lot of people sitting in this room right now that got saved here. Isaac, did you get saved here? Or right before you came here, maybe? Because there's people in this church, and, and there's more to come. I'm, I'm basically done. But we are going to pray right now. Every night when Lisa and I are about to go to bed, we go in the living room. She, she sits on the throne. I sit on the second throne. I sit in the little chair. She sits in the big chair. It's called a good husband. Well, really, she takes the throne, and I sit in the other one. I'm going to pick on her. And we start praying. My mother prayed for me. I pray for my kids. I pray for Che. I pray for Ashley. My kids wouldn't be saved if it weren't for their dad. I pray over my grandsons. I pray over my granddaughters. And then I pray over you. I pray over Sunday. God, I'm going to get up there Sunday and I got some things I need to say. Some of you, I may never see you again. I can't worry about it. But I love you. God loves you. Our focus in this nation is wrong. Our focus in this nation, we're too busy with something that doesn't matter. Does God care about our wealth and our money? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He didn't give us this nation for us to blow it on ourselves. He gave us this nation to preach the gospel Many missionaries have been sent out of this nation. It's the greatest soul winning nation on the earth. Right now, I'm not looking to a politician. Oh, God, do I want them in there. You better believe I do. More than anything else, I want God in there. See, if people start getting born again, they'll quit voting stupid. The reason you have stupid people is they're full of a devil. You're going to have to get rid of some stupid people that don't know the difference between a boy and a girl. Remember how I told you how to find out? Watch where they go, how they go to the bathroom. Never mind. I want you to pray with me right now, and I want you to follow me. We are going to do something important. We're going to pray over your family. And we're going to ask God to send labors across their path. God wants in their life. He wants to move in their life. And you're going to ask them. You're going to go, Father, I want you to move. I want you to move in their life. If they're out of fellowship with you, I want you to move in their life. And then you're going, to, you're going to ask God to draw them. The Bible says, no man can come to God, but God draw them. And you're going to say, get on them and talk to them like you did, Pastor. Get on them in the woods. Get on them deer hunting. Get them on them at the mall. But you get on them. Yes. 
Because right now their brain is someplace else. Well, there's this bumper sticker years ago. I found it. You didn't find nothing. He found you. You weren't even looking for him. I wasn't looking for God. My mama sick God on me. You going to church, boy? Yes, sir. As long as you're comfortable, you'll never change. I pray God makes you uncomfortable. Some people need a revelation that you are not God. Without Him, you can do nothing. Heavenly Father, I have, I have preached my heart out. I'm sitting in a church full of people who love you. They're born again. Most of them born again. We live in the greatest nation on the planet. But we all have family members. They're not saved. They're not ready. If they die today, that's not good. And I have not taken that very serious. I've been too busy. I'm not too busy right now. And so I'm going to ask you, send labors across your path. Father, somebody, there is a person that will listen to some members of my there there's people they will listen to may not be me but you got to send them the rich man in hell he even prayed but he prayed too late it's not too late not for me to pray and then i ask you draw them holy spirit Come on, pray with me. Holy Spirit, get on my family. Call their names out right now. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Get serious. Get serious. Once in your life, get serious. Get on them. Get on my sons and daughters. Get on my children. Get on my grandchildren. Get on, get on the people in this church's children. Get on Barbara's kids and grandkids. Get on them. Get on them right now. Get on, get on family members. Call, call them out by name. Let's call them out by name. Call them out of darkness. Call them out of darkness. Use the name that's above every name. Break the power of the devil off of those people right now. Get Satan off of them. Satan, get off my family. Get off my sisters. Get off my brother. Get off my family now. You, you're not stopping them from coming out of darkness to light. There are some of you in here right now, you're raised in church. Do you know the difference between me and you? I know what hell is like. And I know that without Jesus Christ, my life doesn't amount to a hill of beans. And you don't know it. Because your parents gave you everything you ever wanted. You have been raised in the lap of luxury. Don't wait till it's all gone before you look up. Thank God in everything. I want you to sit back and think, Father God, without Jesus, I am nothing. I didn't get me here. I did not get me here. He got. I didn't give me my paycheck. He gave me my paycheck. I didn't give me health. He gave me health. 
children of Israel went out in the desert that day because God wanted to show them this is life without me. But they never lacked for water. They never lacked for food. And they never lacked for protection. Because they had God. Bring him back to be a number one. When we come on Sunday, come in here with us and worship. What's that song? Bowing down before him, songs of praise singing, hallelujah ringing, hallelujah, 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 amen. I worship and adore you. I bow down before you. Songs of praise is singing. And hallelujahs ringing. And hallelujah. 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 Amen. Some of you, I want you to do this right now. Say, Heavenly Father, give me living water. I am thirst. Give me what only can satisfy my soul, which is to be filled with the fullness of God. Fill me up again. Fill me up again. Fill me up, Jesus. Fill me up. All she had to do was say, yes. Fill me with eternal life. Sweetheart, you lack eternal life. And then they're what is your have you never heard that I love you with a great love? Have you ever heard that I love you with a great love? Everything you've ever desired in life is in me. And I came to give you life and life abundantly. Stop looking everywhere. Stop looking where there is no life. Come to me. Draw nigh to me. Spend time with me. And I will give you the desires. You will be satisfied. And you'll wake up in the morning with joy. (laughs) 
and you'll go to bed with joy. And you'll look to heaven and say, come get me. And you'll love me like I love you. And nothing else will matter around you. People will see you and say, where did you get that joy? I got it from the Lord of my life, Jesus. Is he a religion? No. He's my papa. He's my father. He's my husband. You heard I'm coming soon. That is true. What are you coming for? I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. So don't be afraid. Don't worry about what you hear. I have you in my hand. And you will be fine. Uh-huh. Take in the sound booth. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God is good. Amen. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the living bread that comes down from heaven. You're going to eat of me or you're not going to have eternal life. Nicodemus said, what should I do to be saved? And Jesus said, you must be born again. He said, how can I climb back into my mama's womb and be born a second time? He said, that's not what I'm talking about. He said, you got to be born of water and then born of the spirit. Born of water, that's your first time. Born of the spirit, that's the second time. If you're here this morning and you don't ever remember a time where you said, Jesus, I'm asking you to be Lord of my life. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, and 10 that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's that simple. And if you don't ever remember a time where you said, Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe you shed your blood for me. I believe you did it for me. You're just not. I believe in God. The devils believe in God. You've done nothing there. But if you say, Jesus, I believe you did this for me, and I receive you as Lord, thank you for forgiving me. If you don't ever remember doing that, come up today. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. I can't guarantee your life out there after that. We want you to make heaven. What just astounded me is that that was a prayer coming from a man in hell. Yeah, he wanted to get out. That was obvious. Dip your finger in water, the water of life. But what was his second prayer? Man, someone go tell my family. Someone go tell my family. Go warn them so they don't have to come here like I am. He was willing to say, I want my brothers and sisters and my mom and my dad to go to heaven. Even though I'm still here in hell. Wow. That's what they're praying in hell. 
So this morning, as my altar workers are coming forward, if you have never said, Jesus, be the Lord of my life, today's the day of salvation. And number two, if you have in your heart a feeling like, I, am, I know I haven't been where I need to be with the Lord. I want to rededicate my life. Come up here. Let someone pray with you. They'll help you with the words to say. God, I want to rededicate my life. I want to be afresh for you. I want to be clean before you. Amen. Jesus loves you so much. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big give now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.